Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I'll give you my kind of sort of season preview for the NBA for the Western Conference. And also, I'll give you all my playoff teams, the play-in teams, and also the end of the season awards. I'll give you my predictions there. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, we're back up in here. It's your boy, GD, and I'm giving you my kind of, sort of, NBA season preview uh, with the Western Conference. The reason I say kind of, sort of is because we already got some games in the books already. So, um, didn't alter my picks all that much, especially in the West. Um, maybe here and there, but uh, we'll talk about it, so. Let's get into it. So, we're going to start with the Southwest Division. All those Texas teams and kind of Southern sort of teams. So, uh, starting with the Dallas Mavericks. I think this division is pretty much the Dallas Mavericks to lose. I think they'll end up being on top in this division. Uh, they were the conference champs last year. Um, they did lose a major piece in Jalen Brunson, but I think a Spencer Dinwiddie can kind of fill that role, although there's always health issues with Dinwiddie, but I think that uh, he can fill the bill. So, um, And then also remember you brought in a Christian Wood, uh, a guy, a big, much-needed big. You also brought in a JaVale McGee, somebody with championship pedigree. So, um, those are huge acquisitions there. So, um, And you need a healthy Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., he battled injuries last year, so you need him healthy. You need him upright. Um, you got a Reggie Bullock there. You got a Dorian Finney-Smith uh, and some other pieces as well. And, of course, the major uh, catalyst there, Luka Doncic, who I will talk about him later. But he is the straw that stirs the drink for the Mavericks. So, uh, Jason Kidd, his second year at the helm, I think he leads this team to a division uh title so uh second in that division new orleans pelicans i think the new orleans pelicans they surge late in the season last season they surged to even make it in the play-in and then remember what they did in the play-in um the teams they beat in order to make the play-in so and then what they did in the playoffs giving uh phoenix a run for their money so um, Willie Green has done a tr very a tremendous job, to be honest with you. So, um, and then remember they get they get Zion Williamson back, although he's he left the game the other night with a left ankle injury. So we'll see what happens there. They're going to handle him with kid gloves. So 
Um, but he's a guy when he's in there, he's he's great. He he scored over twenty five and uh he had a twenty five game average his first few games. But it's the it's the injuries that seems to follow him. So so we'll see what happens there. Um, also, Brandon Ingram is in concussion protocol, so that bears some watching. He'll he'll miss some games, but uh, you also have C.J. McCollum playing his first full season with the Pelicans. I think that's key for them. Of course, you want to see an encore from young players like Herbert Jones and Jose Alvarado. Uh, you still have Giannis, uh, Giannis Valachunas, man in the middle, uh, a Jackson Hayes. You have him as well. So uh, I just think Willie Green knows how to push this team and get them playing. So I'm going to pick them second in that division. Um, that means third place will be the Memphis Grizzlies. I know. That's kind of a tumble from last year. But remember, they're going to miss uh, Jarrett Jackson Jr. for most of 2022. He'll be back in January. So, um, you know, that's that's a couple of months you're going to be without a major player there. So, um, I think it's going to be a heavy load for Job Morant to carry. So, uh, that may make... That might make them slide a bit, but they're still a dangerous team. Make no mistake about it. Um, it's, so there's going to be tremendous pressure on Ja Moran. And he's a guy who's susceptible to, you know, um, getting hurt here and there. So uh, that's something to keep in mind, guys. Of course, you need guys like Desmond Bain, who started off slow but had a pretty good game tonight against the Nets. Uh, uh, Dylan Brooks, who's banged up right now, so and Brandon Clark uh, to fill in and kind of fill that gap until Jerry Jackson Jr. comes back. A name to keep in mind is Santi Almade Aldama. He's been a surprise in the preseason. And thus far in the season here, he's a power forward, so um, from Spain, but he's been playing well. So, and then you got Stephen Adams working the middle. So, uh, they're going to be a problem. Make no mistake about it. Taylor Jenkins, he's the right guy to lead this team. So, they're going to be an absolute problem. I just think not having Jared Jackson Jr. there in the beginning will probably hurt them a bit but um nonetheless they'll they'll be in the playoff picture make no mistake about it so uh so i'm picking them third fourth place i'm gonna say the san antonio spurs san antonio spurs is under a major rebuild um right now your lead your um, leading scorer, your the guy whose stock is rising, is Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson, who had a very good year last year, and you're gonna need more out of him. So, also look for the rise of Devin Vassell. 
I think this is his year to really break out and be that next guy for Greg Popovich. So, and then the question is, can Trey Jones fill the Jonte Murray shoe? Remember the Jonte Murray was a spur. He got traded. So, can he do it? If not, he's gonna have uh, Joshua Primo breathing down his neck. So, um, so all that bears some watching. But again, I say Popovich. He's got this team building in the right direction. I don't know if he's gonna stay for the total rebuild as far as you know, like more seasons. That's what I mean. I think it will close throughout throughout this year, barring anything unforeseen. But uh, I just think in this division, they'll probably finish fourth. And then that brings us to the fifth place team, the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets also in rebuild mode. Uh, but I trust the Spurs rebuild more than I trust the Rockets. So, And right now, I don't know what Steven Silas is doing. He was bringing Alperin Sagoon off the bench. This is a guy with so much promise. You move Christian, uh, Christian Wood out to give this guy that sort of time, as well as your first-round pick, Jabari Smith Jr. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure what he's doing right now, so we'll see. Uh, and, of course, you got young guys like Jalen Green, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., who you just uh, re-signed him. Uh, gave him gave uh, gave him his bag, so he's good. So, but a guy to keep an eye on over there, Terry Eason. Terry Eason, I think. Uh, I think he could eventually be one of those rookies who kind of uh, takes off once he's given consistent playing time. Right now, he's got a few guys in front of him. Uh, Jay Sean Tate and Kenyon Martin Jr. So, uh, so we'll see what happens there. But I'm picking them to finish at the bottom of that division. Moving on to the Northwest Division, there, I think this is probably probably up and down. This is probably the toughest division in the West and possibly in the league. Uh, right now, I'm going to pick, and this is tough. I've been going back and forth with it. Um, I'm going to say Denver. I'll say Denver ends up finishing uh, atop of this division. I think it's going to be close, though. Uh, I'll speak about the second place team, but Denver right now, you got Jamal Murray back. You got Michael Porter Jr. back healthy, so you're going to have to manage those guys. You're going to have to, you know, uh, tread lightly with them, you know, to coming back off of major injuries. So we'll see what happens there. I think Catavius Caldwell-Pope is a major upgrade at the shooting guard position, and it's bearing fruit so far. But your front court of uh, Nikolai Jokic, of course, your MVP, uh, as well as Michael Porter and Aaron Gordon. That's a tough front court right there. Very formidable. So, uh, And then, of course, you got bench guys like Bones Highland there. Uh, but 
I tell you what, uh, Mike Malone, he's been coaching these guys for a while. Uh, kind of want to see them take a next step in the playoffs. You got all your guys back, so I think it's going to take them about 20, maybe 20 to 25 games for them to get, for both of those guys, uh, Murray and Porter, to get their sea legs back. And once that happens, uh, it's going to be trouble in the West. So I'm picking them first. Second place team, I'm picking Portland. I'm picking Portland. Dane's back. And and um, a couple of games been in the books. And he put a boot right in the Lakers. Um, <laughs> I'll talk about that in a minute. But um, they played the Lakers smartly and down the stretch and won the game. So, um, so Dane's back. So that's a good thing. Also, the addition of a Jeremy Grant is huge. He struggled so far out the gate, but I think he'll round into shape eventually. It's a matter of him just fitting in with what the Blazers do. Um, of course, everything hinges on the health of Jostaf Nurkic and his health. He only paid, played 56 games last season, so keeping him healthy, keeping him upright is always key. And then you got an intriguing backcourt of uh, of Dame and Anthony uh, Simons, which is to me is pro probably like Dame CJ 2.0. So, and another unsung guy for them is going to be Josh Hart. Josh Hart, he's playing the small forward now. He's kind of doing that dirty work, so to speak. So. Um, great defender and just doing the little things so um, but I see Portland Chauncey Billups he, Chauncey Billups now has a team that he can coach and I think he's going to get the most out of these guys they're already 3-0 and so um, yeah so Portland I think will finish second it's going to be tough between those two between them and the Nuggets but I think the Nuggets have just a tinge more firepower. So I think they'll finish first. Excuse me. So, yes. Alright, so that leads us to the third place team. Third place team, Minnesota Timberwolves. I think it's the Timberwolves. They were a play-in team uh, last year. No, they weren't. Um, yeah, so they was, I think, in fact, no. They were the sixth place team. So, um, but this is the team now. You got the twin towers of Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. Remember, they made the huge trade, gave away a lot of draft capital and players to get them. So, I think that experiment there uh, bears some watching. Uh Anthony Edwards, he I think he's he's gonna be a star this year. I think um, he'll probably earn his first All Star appearance this year. That's how good he is. Um, of course, the health of D'Angelo Russell always key for them. He did play sixty five games, which I guess you take, but um, 
if he were to get in 70 game range, I think that'll be beneficial. Thing with them, they got a thin bench. Got a thin bench, so uh, that doesn't help. So, but Chris Finch, he did a amazing job last year with this team. Um, he lost a lot of his bench depth to get uh, Rudy Gobert. So, um, you know, sometimes you have to sacrifice. But nonetheless, I think they finished third. Fourth and fifth place team, I was kind of con flipping back and forth between the two. But I guess with this 3-0 start, I got I got to um, say I had them fourth anyway. So the Utah Jazz. So uh, looks like old Danny boy, Danny Ainge, stripped the team down to the studs by dealing both Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. You know, he got players back. Of course he did, but um, I think his eye is towards that um, that French kid, uh, the one everybody's clamoring over. Uh, so they do have players, Laurie Marketing, who's playing very well. In fact, uh, Colin Sexton, he's getting his legs under him because he remember he missed last year with the knee injury. Uh, Kelly Olnick. A guy who can, very uns, unsung, but he's a guy who can fill it up and, and, you know, give you good minutes at the center position. Jordan Clarkson, Clarkson is still there. So he's a guy who can come off the bench and give you punch. So, I mean, you know, you got some pieces there. Um, they're off to the 3-0 start. Um, I think they were losing tonight to Minnesota last I checked so uh, I'm not even sure what um, the final score was there but this guy Will Hardy looks like um, he doesn't look overmatched and looks like he knows what it, what he's doing there the new coach so we'll see what happens but I'm picking them fourth I, I think when a you know, season long I think it'll be tough for them to sustain you know what they're doing right now so and then you got the fifth place team, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Of course, they lost their first round pick, Chet Holmgren, to a ACL injury. Um, unfortunate, it happened in the preseason. Um, you know, that definitely hurts you, that's for sure. Uh, everything begins and ends with Shy. Gilkius Alexander, he played in only 56 games last year, so I expect pretty much more of the same. I'd be surprised if it's anything more than that. Uh, he, he's another guy who's just susceptible to injury for some reason or another. So Now, can Josh Giddy follow up his solid rookie season? But he's a guy who played only in 54 games. So so you got two guys in your backcourt who, you know, for all intents and purposes, uh, misses at least 20 games. Well, so far, at least. So we'll see what happens there. I was going to tell you to keep an eye on Jalen Williams, but he's got the knee injury. So uh, he's done. Um, so you're looking for improvement from Lou Dort. 
of course, your small forward there. It's a lot of young pieces still with this team, but um, is you know, Jesus, you just got some juggernauts above you, so um, so they will finish in fifth. Now to the Pacific Division, um, another tough division actually, uh, but we'll get into it. So here you got the defending world champs the Golden State Warriors, and I believe they will finish first in this division again. Um, I just think uh, they they just have, you got this, the starting five, and you got pretty good depth. Young talent as well, so uh, Kerr is loaded for, Steve Kerr, he's loaded for Bear, man. Um, of course, we, we got to see the effects of the fallout between Dr Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. They got into that fight um, in practice. Uh, I would say it's a nothing burger. Um, back in the day, before the, the cell phone camera and all these other devices, these guys would be at it at practice. You saw on Last Dance, Jordan talked about, you know, challenging his players like a Steve Kerr, like and some, a few others. So I think this is all to do about nothing. Um, the only reason it's a big deal is because someone leaked the video, which in it, that in and of itself is egregious, egregious. That's ridiculous. For that to get out there in the public space is ridiculous. But I think here's what I think as far as Golden State. I think this is Draymond's last hurrah with them. I do think that uh, they they secured bags for Jordan Poole to the tune of four years. 140 million and then they come back a couple of days later and they um, re-up Andrew Wiggins for four years 109 million so where does that <laughs> where does that leave a guy like Draymond I think this is his last hurrah that's my that's my feeling on it um, will he make it through the season I think he does I think it's, I think their rally cry will probably be let's win one for Draymond since you know he's going to be out the door. So you got James Wiseman healthy, the young center there that's going to help. You, you know he had the knee injury last season. Um, you got a full training camp with Clay Thompson, that's going to help. That's for sure. And then you got a kid like. Jonathan Kaminga, who pretty much does the things that Draymond does. It's just he doesn't have the, you know, the veteran seasoning. But um, he's a guy who can fill in for Draymond in a pinch. So, but again, I think this is Draymond's last hurrah in Golden State. So, you can quote me on that. So, they finished first. Second place, the Los Angeles Clippers. The L.A. Clippers, they get Kawhi Leonard back, although they're going to load manage him until um, the wheels fall off. Um, 
but I think the combination of him and Paul George is just just a lethal combination. So uh, the addition of John Wall certainly helps that second unit. Uh, to me, he's sort of like the Derrick Rose of the West. Um, in that regard, I think this will revitalize him. Um, he's not being called upon to play major minutes. He's called upon to run that second unit there. I think that's right in John Wall's wheelhouse. You don't have to give him 30 minutes per game. You still have a Reggie Jackson there. This team is deep, man. This team is deep. Because you still got Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris. You still have Robert Covington. You got a sharpshooter like Luke Kennard. Uh, of course, you got uh, your center Zubak. And by the way, they have a Norman Powell for the days when Kawhi takes a rest. So uh, they're they're loaded. Um, that's that's why I. In that division, they'll be second. I don't think they'll be that close a second to Golden State, but they'll be second nonetheless. So, um, yeah, because yeah, I got to take into account the times they're going to load manage this guy. But, I mean, they got solid depth, so maybe closer than I think. But, nonetheless, they'll finish second. That means third place. I'm picking the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns, supposedly all is forgiven with uh, DeAndre Ayton. Remember, they reluctantly <laughs> re-signed him back after, um, you know, what he did in the playoffs last year. Um, yeah, so he's back. But the question is, for how long? For how long? Is he a guy who maybe gets dealt at the trade deadline, it's possible because remember they're they're not able to trade him till about it's usually about six months. Is it six months or three months uh, after he signs? Um, nonetheless, they can't trade him right away. So, uh, so I think it's possible you get moved. We'll see um, the. The keys to that belongs in the hands of Monty Williams, the coach. So we'll see there. Uh, will Jay Crowder get traded? Now, he's one who sat out of preseason. He hasn't played in the season thus far. So uh, Cam Johnson has moved into his spot for the interim. But I think um, Crowder probably played his last game for the Suns. It's just a matter of them dealing him. So, how much does Chris Paul have left in the tank? We'll see there. And then, so there's a lot of pressure on Monty Williams. Make no mistake about it. And then, of course, you have your star there, Devin Booker. You know he's going to carry the load. So, and you still have a uh, serviceable uh, Mikael Bridges who actually finished finished among the top three amongst the defensive players of the year so uh, you need another solid year from him as well but I think with all that adversity there I think they and they don't have the depth that 
Clippers have, and even Golden State for that matter. So um, I'm going to pick the Suns for third. This was tough, but I'm just going to say, just to say, Lakers will finish fourth. They'll finish fourth. I mean, you still got a LeBron. You still got Anthony Davis. Darvin Ham, this is his first rodeo, so as coach. Um, but I, the backcourt of Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook scares me. It scares me. Um, <laughs> so much so, um, listen to this. Uh, so far, so far this season, Pat, Patrick Beverly has shot three for 15. That's 20%, guys. His backcourt mate, Russell Westbrook, 11 for 38. A bit higher percentage, but that's not even above 30. And then you have the game where... <laughs> the, <laughs> the game, the second game where your backcourt of Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly, and Ken Kendrick Nunn combined for one for 25 from the field. <laughs> Man, you cannot make this stuff up. You cannot win games in this league when your three guards... Could you imagine a Isaiah Thomas, a Joe Dumas, and a Benny Johnson going one for 25 in a game? That would never happen. But again, the all three of those guys are shooters that these guys would never be. So, um, yeah, so it's it looks bad. They're, the Lakers are desperate, absolutely desperate for outside shooting. They've been kicking around the idea of Buddy Hill for a minute. That hasn't come to fruition. Now I hear they're interested in Terry Rozier. Uh, Evan Fournier of my Knicks is a possible guy who would definitely help them in terms of outside shooting. But here's my whole thing about all this talk about the Lakers and so forth. When is it the case that it's their birthright to make the playoffs? I keep coming to that. I keep coming to that. You let when you let players make personnel moves, this is what you get. LeBron signed on for Russell Westbrook to come home, to come back home to LA and play for the Lakers. And this is what you get. This is what you get. So you bring in a guy you know didn't fit with what you do because you like to handle the ball, so does Westbrook. You need shooting. That's something that Westbrook just doesn't do. So it was a bad fit to begin with. So so for for this idea, I you know, I know the Lakers are one of the, you know, the perennial teams in the NBA as far as, you know, their worth and those sort of things but when it's I just I, I get it I get it I guess but it is not their right to make the playoffs every single season it's not their right that's that's all I'm saying it is not their right 
if you got the right pieces around you, then fine. You should make the playoffs. But to say you got LeBron and AD and that's enough to make playoffs, not in the Western Conference. This Western Conference is tough, man. So that's why I say um, they won't make playoffs. Also, you got the also the fact that LeBron is chasing Kareem's uh, all-time scoring record. Um, so that is something he could accomplish probably by about January-ish. So, um, hmm. And the way it falls is, oddly enough, that he could possibly break it in Madison Square Garden. Go figure. It always happens to the Knicks, but I digress. But for the Lakers, again, you got to worry about the health of Anthony Davis also. That's a big concern, too. That's why I'm picking them fourth. And then fifth, we have the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings, they'll be on the Mike Brown. I think they'll be a scrappy team. I think they will not be an easy mark. Sure, they're 0-3 right now, but um, I think in due time, they could improve. But in this division, they'll finish fifth. It could be a surprise team. Could be. Um, not so far, that's for sure. Uh, they did upgrade the shooting guard position with Kevin Herter. They brought him in as well as, well as Malik Monk. So that's a definite upgrade. You're getting the full season with DeMontis Sabonis. That's going to help. Keegan Murray, your rookie, he looks legit. But you need a healthy um, De'Aaron De Fox, who only played 59 games last year. You need him healthy. So, um, But, again, I think in this rough and tumble Pacific Division, they finished fifth. So that brings me to the playoffs. Your top six teams will be Golden State, Dallas, it'll be Denver, it'll be the Clippers, it'll be Portland, and I think the sixth team will be the Pelicans. Which means the play-in teams will be the Memphis Grizzlies, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Phoenix Suns, Who is the 10th team? Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say, oddly enough, unless Danny Boy does another trade and strips it down even further, I think it'll be Utah, not the L.A. Lakers. I think, again, they'll be on the outside looking in. I think that's so. All right, so that is, and then coming out of the West will be, I think, Golden State. And then you have a Golden State and Milwaukee Finals. So, all right, so that's my picks as far as that goes. As far as the awards go, MVP, I'm going to give you my pick, and then I'm going to give you Dark Horse. So, uh, my pick for MVP, Luka Doncic. I think this is the year. I think it's, I think guys, we still get a European player winning the award yet again. Um, and that'll be Luca. I think he gets it uh, this season. Um, my dark horse, 
I was going to say Embiid. I was going to say Embiid. But I think... I think Dark Horse could be... Probably... Giannis again. Giannis. I think it'll be Giannis. I think Embiid will put up numbers. I think the team won't do so well. So, um, so I'm going to pick... Uh, Giannis as the dark horse. Sixth man of the year. If he doesn't get traded, Jordan Clarkson. I think this will be the year he gets it. So, my dark horse will be Karis LeVert for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Coach of the year, I think it's it'll be one of two, two of these candidates here. It'll be either Willie Green or it will be Chauncey Billups. I say the team with the better record between these two will get the coach of the year. So, which I'm leaning towards of Chauncey Billups. And then, for most improved player, I think this is Anthony Edwards' award to lose. I think this is the year he really becomes a star. Um, being that second guy, um, next to Carl Anthony Towns. And then when you kind of load manage him, he'll be the guy. So I think Anthony Edwards, my dark horse is probably Cade Cunningham. I think he could be, um, I think it'll be him as a, like a kind of a dark horse, but I think it's Anthony Edwards all the way. Defensive player of the year. I think Rudy Gobert going to play with a chip on his shoulder this season. The fact that he was dealt out of Utah, uh, kind of making it look like he was at fault over there. I think he come, comes and plays with a reckless abandon on defense. I think he he becomes defensive player of the year. My dark horse will be Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think he, uh, he'll be amongst those three, I think. But I think it'll go to Rudy Gobert. And then rookie of the year. Paulo Banchero. I right now he looks like the guy. The only person I see nudging him is Benedict Mathurin. But I think they're gonna be so bad. Although um Orlando's gonna be bad too, but I think he's gonna put up consistent enough numbers. I saw him tonight. He, he this kid is a stud. He's the right foundational piece for the magic. And, again, I think he'll end up being the Rookie of the Year. So, that's all the awards, guys. That's it for this episode. Um, I want to do, of course, bring you more content, of course. I want to, again, do my player spotlight. There's a few players I got earmarked. Um, I don't want to give too much away. I am going to do a women's basketball wrap up i didn't really do that again life kind of got in the way guys um you know how that goes but i'm back i'm rejuvenated the fact that i went to a podcast festival recently and the energy was great in there the sessions were terrific all the information i got um it's going to help me as far as my Ascent into the podcast uh, biz here. So, a um, lot of dope creators, man. Um, 
really gave me some sound advice. So, um, yeah, so I'm ready to do this, guys. I'm ready to get in here and put in this work. So, all right, guys, I thank you so much for listening to this show. Um, I come back uh, each and every time because of you guys. You guys uh, give me the juice, give me the energy to keep going. So I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you once again, and we will talk soon. All right? Take care. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal and that email is thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. Also on my anchor page, I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast. I'm on all the major platforms like Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast and take care and be safe.